Sanchez, conservative talk show host. I've been waiting for this night to come. Now it's time for me to take my place. The makeup running down my face. Broadcasting from his undisclosed bunker studios, the dawn of Las Vegas, Steve Sanchez. Thank you, Greg Geringer. Hour number two in front of us on this Friday edition of the show. The phone lines are open, 702-257-5396. You know, we're discussing in this last hour, and I want to talk about it for a moment and move on to something here that really (laughs) proves and confirms what I'm saying. The mental patients are running the country. Yes, they escaped Bellevue. They have taken their psychiatrists and psychologists and psychotherapists. They locked them in a closet. They're now parading around as senators and representatives and presidents and justices around the country. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Because when, as a father, we can't make a decision for our child without significant consequence, we've lost something in our country that I don't know if we'll ever get back. I'm talking about... Cleveland, Ohio, Cleveland Clinic, Children's Hospital, nine-year-old little boy needs a heart transplant, excuse me, a, a liver transplant, I believe, I believe it is, kidney transplant. Kidney, just had to confirm that. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> we'll, we'll pick one. Heart. And the father's being told no because he doesn't have a COVID-19 vaccine. The father's willing to sign a waiver saying, look, I'll hold no responsibility. Nope. Because you don't have a COVID-19 vaccine, we will not do the life-saving kidney transplant. What's the father to do? What would you do? Would you relent and get the vaccine anyways? Taking a chance of possibly your own death, which would do nothing for your child? I mean, have we gotten that far in the country? I mean, obviously we have because the appeals court, the United States appeals court has reinstated the mandates, Biden's mandates for federal employees. Did you know that? Yes. So if you think that COVID-19 and the mandates and the draconian measures that these these tyrants, these totalitarians did is over, you're you're completely wrong. This is going to have to go to the Supreme Court. Oh, and we got a non-biologist on the Supreme Court, by the way, and Al Sharpton saying, for all you people that didn't make a big deal of it, you're just racist. We've had other blacks on the Supreme Court. It's nothing new, Sharpton. Well, she's a black woman. So what? Who cares? I don't care if she's a black woman, a white woman, an Asian woman, a brown woman, a purple with polka dot woman. Who gives a crap? She's not qualified to be on there. I mean, personally, I don't want anybody making laws that affect us as a society that doesn't know how to describe what a woman is. And she's a woman, by the way. This is the insanity. Again, the mental patients have escaped Bellevue and they're running the country. 
Christy Nome is right. Christy Nome came out and said, you know what, Republicans, just get over yourself. You're going to have to actually start uh, being a lot more strategic when it comes to trying to reach Democrats. Because, yes, I agree with Christy Nome. There are decent Democrats out there. They're just afraid to speak up because their own party will eat them alive. That's how mean-spirited the leftist faction of the Democratic Party is. They're just mean people. I mean, look at them. They look mean. Just mean, honoring, nasty people. And they've got an ideology that is straight out of the pits of hell. I mean, how could we say that it is social justice? It's not. It's ridiculous. I mean, think about it. It's ridiculous. Come on, tell me it's not. Even Charlemagne had the guts to tell not ready for primetime Pete, that's Pete Buttigieg, by the way, that black people feel like Democrats haven't kept their promises. Well, of course Democrats haven't kept their promises to black people. And if you're black in this audience and you continue to keep voting for Democrats, what the hell's the matter with you? Haven't you learned a lesson? I mean, seriously, have you not learned a lesson? And if you think I'm wrong, please enlighten me of why I'm wrong. Because I cannot see, and I'm a Hispanic telling you this, so we're both minorities. What has the Democratic Party done for you except make you a victim? Think about that for a moment. Stop with the silliness and the racial games. This is nuts. So Christy Nome has a point. Christy Nome is saying it's time for the Republican Party to start talking to people. And I agree. It's time for the Republicans right now to reach the black community, to reach the Hispanic community, to talk to the centrist Democrats that feel they've been left behind. This is what needs to be done, as opposed to the Republican Party being shut down, saying, nope, I'm not talking to you. I don't agree with you, so therefore I'm not talking to you. How does that work? How does that operate? I mean, think about that one for a moment. I don't think the Republican Party is doing enough to reach into these communities. And I think they need to. Wouldn't you agree? If not, we're going to lose elections. Because the one thing that the Democrats have is political theater. And they absolutely, I mean, come on, let's be intellectually honest. I think most people, even NPR, even National Public Radio, is stating that Hunter Biden's laptop merits investigation. I mean, there's 150 emails that have been discovered that show some significant problems and maybe some scandal, not to mention all the images and the pornography and everything else that's on that laptop. The Biden family, and I like to call them the Biden crime family, they are so politically corrupt. They're such corrupt people. Isn't it time that we literally take these corrupt politicians down, but yet these corrupt elitists get away with what they get away with, but yet this father in Cleveland cannot give his kidney to his nine-year-old son because he refuses to have the vaccine. But yet Hunter Biden continues to live a lifestyle of, of, of luxury in Malibu at a $30,000 a month security detail that we're paying for, by the way. Isn't this incredible? I mean, is, is this what we really want? 
Do we really want to continue to allow? You know, I'm a huge Batman fan. In fact, right now I'm in the studio. I'm looking at my Batman here at uh, the Kadon Studios. Uh, ben Affleck in, in the Batman suit. I'm looking at it, and I'm a huge Batman fan. And I'm saying to myself, Batman, those that came out of Arkham Asylum are running the country. Nancy Pelosi, because she looks like the Joker. You're going to tell me Nancy Pelosi doesn't look like the Joker? She looks like the Joker. Chuck Schumer, he looks like the Penguin. One version of him, at least, because of that pointy nose of his. And, of course, Jerry Nadler looks like the Penguin, the Danny DeVito version. Yeah, exactly. So these people literally broke out of Arkham Asylum, and they're running the country. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, let's get right back to business. We've got a lot of calls on hold. Will, you're up next. Welcome to the program. Hey, Steve, how you doing tonight? I'm good, thank you. I like what you said about Jerry Nadler looking like the Penguin, but I'm going to outdo you on that one. The movie Scarface, when Al Pacino's sitting in the bar and that thing, that guy comes out on with the mask on out on stage and he's doing the little dance and that, and then they shoot up the place. That's Jerry Nadler on stage there. I'm going to have to look. I haven't seen Scarface in so many years. I don't recall, but, you know, at break, I'm going to pull that up yeah, on you YouTube. You go back and watch that, and I guarantee you, you'd be like, yeah, he's right. You're probably uh, right. You're probably right. Um, real quick on this. The thing was going on in Cleveland, I, I'm from Cleveland, I, it, it, it really upsets me that the Cleveland Clinic's being like this because it's such a great hospital. Correct. Um, I, I don't know what I would do. I, I got a daughter, and uh, I mean, we can all say that we wouldn't take the shot, and I, and I can't say I, I don't want to take the shot, but for my kid, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. You know, I don't want her to die, and if that means I lose my life so she can live on, I, I probably would that. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. I, I get um, that makes a lot of sense. Isn't it awful, Will, that we have to be put in that position? You know, we're supposed to have this freedom of choice that the left always talks about. My body, my choice, freedom of choice. But now this well, father is back- trying to decide this. It's crazy. Well, that's all part of their Build Back Better program. I mean, they're overwhelming every system in our country and around the world. Think about it. They're overwhelming the health care system. They're overwhelming the, our, our, our uh, immigration system. They're overwhelming our, our judicial system. I, I just look at it. And so pretty soon, the public, the people, we're going to lose faith in the systems. And, boy, we sure, once we lose all our faith, sure would be better or we'd be more likely to go along with their whole New World Order agenda. That's how they're going to get them across. I, I truly believe that's what they're going to do. Well, they've gotten, they've gotten aggressive. They've got, and I appreciate the call, Will. Thank you. No, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, they've gotten aggressive. I mean, they have gotten aggressive. Well, they have to because November's around the corner. And from every indication that I see, and again, I was at that event last night with Chairman McDonald, Roy McShane, and others, um, you know, there's going to be a major red wave uh, in Nevada. I mean, just the, the internal polling, the external polling is making that very clear. It's making it very clear. I mean, it's hard to say it's not going to be. But if I can give advice to my Republican friends, I'm going to tell you, be a little bit bigger of a tent. Don't give up your principles and your ideology and your values, but be willing to listen, especially with some of the centrists. And don't be a crybaby. If your guy or girl doesn't make it, don't say, well, I'm sitting home. Why would you want to sit home? I would rather have a weak Republican than a corrupt Democrat. I'm just telling you the truth. Because at least there's some... Hope of swaying someone. Well, some will say, well, if it's a Murkowski or a Romney or a Collins, is that how you feel? No, no, I get it. And, and I get the, the ideology and the comparison. But I'd rather have a Romney sitting in office because at least sometimes you can sway the emotional aspect of the person 
versus a leftist lunatic. Just just one man's opinion. And let's be honest, friends, I'm more conservative than most people. Nothing to be straight with you. So I'm a conservative, a true card-carrying conservative telling you this. 702-257-5396. That's how you join our conversation. Quick break. And when we come back, it's right back to our busy calls we go. Don't go away. the time bfg that's for sure steve sanchez hanging out with you you know in spirity i'm telling you i'm getting i'm getting some good feedback from some of you business owners regarding in because i know a lot of you people you're small business owners you're growing and the worst thing is feeling boxed in with the pressures of running the business worse yet how do you deal with remote workforces how do you deal with hr compliance retaining top talent the list goes on and on and on and you should just be growing your business that's where insperity comes in 30 plus years of hr experience to work helping you grow your business the things that you should be doing do not despair insperity's there to help you they are a full service hr they can help you they make a difference i'm glad the feedback's coming back you make sure you go check out insperity do what you do best grow your business, and delegate to Insperity the workforce, HR, compliance, benefits, all the other things that you just don't want to do. Leave it to the pros. Insperity is definitely those pros. With that said, back to business. Let's jump over to Mike. You're next. Welcome to the program. Hey, uh, got a question. What's going on at City Hall? Uh, did you see the news last night on Channel 3? You're talking about uh, the uh, the signs being stolen, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah how does how does the city councilwoman steal signs and then get away with it because she gave them back? Yeah, I was very thrown back. I saw that last night, uh, and I was very concerned that that some of this is happening. I have a lot of unanswered questions, Mike. It, it just something doesn't make sense. It's like that puzzle that, you know, you pull out of the, the closet and you put it together and you can't find that one piece and it's driving you crazy and that one piece is going to complete the puzzle. Well, where's that one piece when it comes to what I saw last night? Right. I mean, how can somebody, I mean, I, I, I saved the tape and, and read that what they showed is the uh, police report. Yeah. And she wouldn't give the stuff back. And as soon as the cops call her, hey, oh yeah, well we'll give it back. I sent my assistant. Yeah, it's 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 shocking what? to me. It's I, you know, look. And Channel Three, they run a little more to the left. But I'm going to tell you this: um, if I was the reporter and I was the one doing the story, I sure as hell would be asking a lot more questions than what was being asked. Because again, I think the voters out in Clark County, in Las Vegas, deserve to know some truth. And this is quite disturbing to me. It may not feel like that way to a lot of people, Mike, but it does. And I'm, I appreciate you calling and bringing that up because I feel disturbed by it. 
and it looks like Mike left the building. But I'm glad that he called. Yeah, I saw that. Absolutely saw that. So, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know. <laughs> and Mark said, then we're screwed and ends the show. But, you know, Mark, it's true. I mean, look, we all work hard, right? We're trying to do a living. We're trying to do what's best. And we expect more from our political leaders. We do. You know, we, we, we go, we give them money, we volunteer our time. And to see this kind of nonsense is absolutely just ridiculous. Don't even get me started or we'll just go down that road. And I don't want to go down that road. But what road I do want to go down is uh, coming up in this next segment with my guest, that I will be bringing on. A lot of people have been asking me, Steve, you know, who are you going to endorse for governor? Who's who's the, who's the governor? Who's your choice for governor? Well, you know, um, I have taken a good couple, three weeks in uh, talking to some folks, investigating, vetting, and there's no doubt in my mind, and I'm putting my support behind this gentleman, that John Lee is going to make the best sense for governor. No, no question about it. John Lee has my support. I give him two thumbs up and a high five because not only does he have the experience and the mental capacity and the temperament, let's just remember one thing. Governor is an executive position and nobody else running right now can say they have that executive experience but John Lee. Do you know what he did for North Las Vegas? He turned around a crap show. And look at how it's thriving now. So if he can do that for North Las Vegas, I'm sure he can do this for the state of Nevada. What's very interesting about John Lee is he was a Democrat forever and ever and ever. And he basically said, look, the Democrats have become socialist. I have to join the Republican Party. Been a lifelong Second Amendment proponent, conservative. I feel really good about my decision. Now, a lot of people out there are saying, well, you know, hey. I appreciate that. I hope you listen to what I'm saying. I hope that you hear and go do your vetting as well. But I'm telling you, for me, for what I see for the state of Nevada, John Lee makes the most sense. He's going to be joining me in the next segment. He's going to hang out for a few moments. We're going to chat. Uh, I'm going to ask him some questions. You're more than welcome to uh, call if you have a question or two. Calls on hold, stay put. We will get to you in the final segment of the show. So don't, don't bounce away. Because I will go to you. We're going to make it happen tonight. But I feel extremely, I mean, I, I just feel it's so important that at this level and, and at this juncture before the primary, we've got to get real serious and roll up our sleeves. And that's what this is going to be about. So when we come back, we got John Lee joining us here in studio. I'm Steve Sanchez. Don't you dare go away. Sanchez with you on this Friday edition of the show. Glad to be hanging out with you. We got busy calls, so why don't we take a few of these before we jump on to our guest. Let's go ahead and jump over to Cyrus. You're next. 
Welcome to the program. All right. So you talked about your library uh, CCW event yes, sir. Uh, this Sunday. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going to be there protesting. Why? Well, not against the Second Amendment, against the violation of my First Amendment rights that library did. You know, I told you the story about how they trespassed me in the library, even though they didn't kick me out at a so-called private event. Yeah. Uh, for saying things that were not popular and didn't please the pro-CRT crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everybody who attends that event Sunday should know what happened to me, and they should, you know, stand up to this library that is against my First Amendment right. There was no due process for me, and they didn't even show me any proof of what I did wrong. Well, I'm glad you're going to be out there, Cyrus. I'll look forward to seeing you. You'll be in the hot sun, and I'll be inside in the air conditioning, but I'll look at you through the window. And I will tell you this, um, I, you know, I never, ever uh, sway anyone way, one way or the other. If you feel your civil rights have been uh, fundamentally uh, abused or, or whatever the case is, you have every right to do that. And I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I would I never. <laughs> so I could tell you this. I would love to see you, Cyrus, you know, go into the event and register for your CCW and, uh you know, I think that would be great, and hopefully you'll change your mind. It's going to be hot outside. So I, I think this uh, sets a precedent. Uh, Vegas CCW Nephi Kaliki did a great job in putting this together in the library of all places. So think about that one. But I appreciate your call and your uh, willingness to go out there and fight for what you believe is right and injustice. So I do appreciate that. With that said, let's move on now to who I see as the future leader of Nevada and that is Mayor John Lee. He joins us now in our VP, uh, VIP line. Mayor John Lee, how are you? Steve, I'm doing fine. I sure appreciate having a couple minutes with you this evening. It's such a beautiful day, and I'm glad to end it up with you. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. And, and you know, as I told the audience, I've been sitting and for the last couple, three weeks saying, you know, who do I believe is just going to really take the state into the future? And, and, you know, Mayor Lee, there's no doubt that I believe you're the guy that's going to do that. What you've done in North Las Vegas, I believe, can translate over to Carson City because really you're the only one running that truly has what I believe is executive experience that counts so that on day one you don't have to worry about what form is this and what form is that. You know how to hit the ground running. Well, I do. I appreciate you, Steve. I actually served in the State Assembly for six years. And then I was uh, in the state Senate for eight years. I was chairman of one of the most powerful committees in the, in the state uh, government affairs. And along with that, I had, you know, I was on the uh, other committees within the state, like natural research, agriculture, and mining. I spent a little time on the taxation committee, uh, commerce and labor committee. So I've, I've had a, a great experience uh, learning about Nevada from the legislative point of view, and I am prepared yeah, there, there's no doubt. I mean, what you've done in North Las Vegas when you inherited the mess you inherited is incredible. And, and it really, truly is. I mean, everybody I talked to said, my gosh, you know what he did here? And what's really the most remarkable to me, and i got to give you a lot of credit and, and a lot of honor in this, is you left the Democratic Party that you were a lifelong member of. My dad was as well, but he was a member of the Democratic Party when they were the party of Kennedy. They were more centrist, moderate, conservative. Um, you know, they believed in smaller government and government rights. I mean, you know, the people's rights. And and they've morphed into this whole other 
world that I don't understand. And for you to say, look, they've turned socialistic. I can't be here. I'm joining the Republican Party. That deserves a lot of praise. No, it does. But, you know, it's interesting in Nevada, back years ago when I was a state legislature, most of the legislators who went up from the South came from, I mean, from Southern Nevada, pardon me, were basically Democrats. We were not national Democrats by any means. We were Southern Nevadans. And so what would happen is the, the Bill Raggio, he was uh, the Senate Majority Leader, the Finance Chairman. He was a really good guy, but he was from Reno, and he, he did everything he could to protect his part of the state. And we'd go up there as Southern Nevadans trying to say, hey, bring us some of those tax dollars back down here in Nevada, and to Southern Nevada where they were generated from. And so the North sometimes would hold off a little bit and see, not give much money to the rurals either or yeah. Southern Nevada. We'd have to go up there and fight to get our tax dollars back. And if you, if you went up somewhat as a Republican, he would say, well, listen, I'm not going to help you pass your bills and this and that unless you support us on this issue. And it was kind of like uh, a threat continually on you. Yeah. But we never were national Democrats. We were never national Republicans. We were just Southern Nevada, Northern Nevada, rural Nevada. There you go. All trying to eke out a living among ourselves. There you and go. So this this new Democratic Party is nothing that any of us ever espoused. We might have had a union issue. We might have had a same sex marriage or a right to life or some some one or two issues that maybe there was a party discussion about it, but. Mm-hmm. For the most part, we were up there just doing the work in Nevada. So you're right, Steve. The, the socialism that came in in the last, well, since Obama, basically uh, has, has ruined the Democratic Party. And there's it, no it, question. It can never go back. Yeah, there's no question. And I give you a lot of respect, sir, because, you know, you voted for Donald Trump twice. You know, when you were in the state Senate, you had an A-plus rating from the NRA. You were a huge Second Amendment proponent. You're pro-life. You know, these are the things that mean a lot to me, Mayor Lee. These are the things that mean a lot to this audience, which is your constituency. Are these basic but very important values that we hold true that are at at at, at a threat of being, uh, you know, extinguished from our lives? I mean, we're seeing that every day, and I believe that you know, with you being in the state in Carson City there would be a difference. And, you know, Nevada could get back to the Nevada it was many, many moons ago. I agree. You know, Steve, I don't know if you know this, and maybe you're elect, you're part of your people in your audience don't know this, but as since Joe Biden was president, I was the first person that was in an elected position that actually left the Democratic Party, pardon me, yeah, left the Democratic Party and joined the Republican Party and said, I'm leaving this. This yeah. is evil. We have to get away from this. We have to stop the socialism that we all thought was in Washington and maybe on the East Coast. Yeah. It was now moving out to the, the state of Nevada where exactly. four of the top five people in the Democratic Party were Bernieite socialists. Yeah. And so um, I went on Fox and Friends and Mar- Maria Bartoloma. I'm going to say her name wrong probably. But, I mean, I'm not as scared to tell people what I think. And when I see things are moving in the wrong direction, warning other people, and, and I'm, I'm committed to that, you know, it's uh, we've got to stop this uh, socialism. Yeah, we do. It's just that that is not who America is. And, you know, Mayor Lee, there, there are so many Democrats and independents that listen to the show as well that are more of the conservative blue dog, you know, Reagan Democrats, so to speak, that are hearing this loud and clear. And that's extremely important because they feel fed up. They feel like we've been left behind. And, you know, certainly we've got other fish to fry out there. We shouldn't have to be worrying about some of these social issues 
issues that really have no bearing uh, on really the development of our children, you know, like, tre- t- you know, teaching transgenderism and all mm-hmm. this stuff and the sexual identity. It's not the teacher's job when, you know, Nevada's ranked 49 in education. I think maybe we need to start teaching kids to read, write, and understand history and, and, and be proud of the Constitution and the America that is the America. I mean, that's, to me, simple stuff. Well, no doubt. Um, you know, there's only a few things that we do that make us feel like we're fully patriotic. One is we um, stand and put our hand over heart for the Pledge of Allegiance, and we stand and sing the national anthem, or at least follow along and clap for somebody who's sing it, and we, we vote, you know. Right. We don't ask a lot out of our residents. We don't say you have to go serve the military or join the Boy Scouts or, you know, anything. But I will tell you, even those things seem to be under threat right now. Right. So this, these are dangerous times, Steve, and we have got to pull together as Americans and forget, actually, the national politics in, in Nevada and fight for Nevadans to make sure we keep our state safe. That's right. No, I agree completely. Well, you know, Mayor Lee, I, I know it's later in the evening. It's a Friday, and I know your schedule just so swamped, but I, I certainly appreciate you hanging out. I know you're going to be at the Vegas CCW event on Sunday. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. But uh, anything in closing you'd like to leave the audience before you get on with your evening? Yeah, I would. I'd like to say, you know, in in business, if you're going to be successful, you have to worry about your problems one hour a day and, and success 23 hours a day. There are a lot of evil things happening in this country right now, but there's a lot of great things that can happen. Right. An example is in Nevada, it's a big state, but really it's only 3.2 million people, which um, is about the size of Orange County. Yeah. We can fix these problems. We don't have to think they're too far over our head, you know. And so we can do that. If we can get, I think there's 28 governors that are Republican in this country, and that means 22 of them. If we, You'll never get California and you never get New York. But if you could get 20 other conservative, valued people, Republicans, maybe we can fix this country from the bottom up for a change because it's not going to happen um, from the top down anymore. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of that. I want to see a revolution in this country. That goes back to the values and the conservative values that made me successful and and gave the strength and stability to this country to have those values. I agree. Well said. Well said, sir. Well, Mayor Lee, I appreciate you hanging out with us. I'm looking forward to having you back on. We're going to do that quite a bit. We've got two months before the primary, so we look forward to your next visit. But thank you. Have a great weekend, and thanks for hanging out for a bit. You too, Steve. Take care, friends. All right. Bye. Sound good. Uh, Mayor Lee, I mean, you got to like the guy. How can you not like him? I mean, seriously, just listen to him. Simple, simple. Not trying to make things complicated. Just putting some simplicities out there that we've forgotten. So if you want to know more about John Lee, Mayor John Lee, I want you to go visit VoteJohnLee.com. That's VoteJohnLee.com. You can find out all about his experience, his background, his accomplishments. You can find out where his next events are going to be, where you can meet him, ask him some questions. He's such a nice man. He really is, and a family man at that. You can also donate right there on his website, which is extremely important. Friends, we're going to have Mayor Lee back on a multitude of times before the primary, June 14th. But I hope you got a little snippet of why I believe He is the right choice for Nevada. Steve Sanchez hanging out with you on this Friday edition of the show. We've got to go to break and pay some bills around here. But when we come back, I promise you we are going right back to our busy calls. Friends, don't forget Newsmax.com for breaking headlines. They've got the best coverage out there. They carry the Trump rallies live. 
They are real news for real people. I want to make sure you go visit them at Newsmax.com and download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free to do. Millions and millions of Americans are watching Newsmax. You need to be the next one. I'm Steve Sanchez. We'll be right back. Sanchez, Friday edition of the show. You know what I am really digging here is ditch, uh, Dispatch Health. I saw a commercial on TV about him last night, and, you know, I've been talking about Dispatch Health, which is, like, to me, it, it reminds me as a kid, because trust me, they you, you know, doctors and medical uh, people used to do house calls. You know, they come out, you're sick, and it was great. That's what Dispatch Health is doing. They're revolutionizing the way healthcare is done. They, they take care of you at the comfort of your own home. What do I mean by this? Well, if you're too sick to go to the hospital, let's say you have an aging parent, or you yourself, you don't feel good, you can call Dispatch Health, make an appointment. They come out same day. Most, of, most insurances out there cover this thing, by the way, and including Medicare, which is a big deal, especially for your aging parents or your grandparents. And they come out and they treat you at your bedside, even at your couch side. And they treat infections, flu, pneumonia, migraines, dehydration, UTIs, COPD, COVID-19, and much, much more. Pretty easy to book a same-day appointment when you need them. 702-825-7275. Or you can simply visit DispatchHealth.com. Let's go ahead and get right back to our busy calls. Vinny, you're next. Welcome to the program. All right, my cousin Vinny's left the building. Let's jump over to Gary. Gary, you're next. Welcome to the show. Gary went to go get a bottle of Ripple, and now we go to Brady. Brady, are you still with us? I'm here, Steve. Total true patriot is Brady. Brady, I'll tell you, I want to be in a foxhole with you if anything ever went down because you, sir, literally are like a rock. You will be there. That I appreciate. Sorry for the long hold times. What's on your mind? Thank you so much. I I, I, got to ask you, who would you stand with if you had a pick between Vladimir Putin, Zelensky, Biden, or Trump? Who are you going to stand behind, Steve? Who would I stand behind between uh, picking one of those? Yeah, of the four. I want to ask you that. I would probably have to stand behind Trump. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I like Trump, man. That's my guy. Okay, and then here's a new one, Steve. Uh, yeah. uh, I know it's getting late in the Friday evening. That's but, all right. That's all right. Uh, who would about, you? Let me ask you a question. Who would you stand by, Kamala, Nancy Pelosi, or AOC? Oh my God! I'm gonna have to go with. Oh my God! We gotta make it fun. We gotta make it fun. We gotta make it fun. 
Okay, here's another one. Okay. When you when when you go down 200 miles underneath the Ukrainian uh, soil, yeah, and you find all these adrenochrome labs and stuff that's been funded by Hunter Biden. Oh God, I know. Oh, and uh, you got like child experiments, pedophilia, and all the stuff that's going to be revealed within the next two weeks. You better hang on. Trust me, Brady, and I'll tell you, and I'll leave it with this. We have people that are researching these very things because I'm hearing a lot of things. I, I know, and look, I know Giuliani and these guys, trust me, and and I know people that know Giuliani, and I know these guys, and they're researching it. And i got to go, Brady, I appreciate the call. Um, and there were some disturbing things on this laptop. This is why they're trying to hide this, and this is why the White House doesn't want to make comment on it. It's going to be very interesting to see what we really can get out of it. What I'd like to ask is, where the hell's Julian Assange? He can get into anything. I would certainly like to see him release some of these things if he has them. But you know what? We may never know, but I will tell you this, and at least here's where we'll agree. Is Hunter Biden corrupt? Yes. Is Joe Biden corrupt? Yes. Is the Biden family corrupt? Yes. No question about it. No question about it. Are there things that were going on in Ukraine prior to Trump getting into office? Absolutely. Trump himself said it. So, you know, we've got a huge mess on our hands. It's a real dilemma because we're trying to be humane regarding the people of Ukraine, innocent people that are not part of the government, innocent people in Russia that are not part of the government. Those are my bigger concerns. The government, the bureaucracy, the New World Order types in Russia and Ukraine, I could care less about. It's the people that are innocent, that are just trying to live their lives, that have no doings with the government. Those are the people we need to be concerned about in Russia and Ukraine, to be frank with you. All right, time for me to bounce out of here. It's been a very, very busy week. Telling your friends, make sure if you haven't done that Vegas CCW course, you do it. I'm going to be there Sunday. Mayor John Lee will be there as well. Sherelle Mendenhall and many others. VegasCCW.com backslash library. Make sure you register. Come out on Sunday. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you on Monday. Until then, God bless, and we'll catch you on the other side. You've been listening to Steve Sanchez. For more of Steve, visit the SteveSanchezShow.com.